All right, guys, thanks so much for that. Let's bring in Alan Adler for our first truck tech of the new year. Alan, how you doing? Thank you. Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year to you as well. I don't know if you're a gambling man or not, but apparently you're headed to Vegas in the not-too-distant future, no doubt to get some content going here as well, maybe play a few slots, toss a few chips, roll a few dice. Well, Who knows what's going to happen? But nevertheless, what's, what's going on in Vegas? If I can get past the sports book and betting on Michigan, uh, you know, Monday night, uh, I'll do my best. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so, so CES is uh, one of the biggest trade shows out there, as, as you probably know, 150,000 mm -hmm. or more people. Um, it doesn't always attract a lot of the folks that we cover. I mean, there's certainly lots of tech on display. But interestingly, um, after getting invited to go out, I find that that some of the companies that we really do track are going to have a presence. Kodiak uh, Robotics will be there with its uh, next generation, uh, maybe its final generation truck for autonomy. Uh, Aurora will be there. Uh, Packard will be there. Um, and uh, of course, uh, Nikola. So we'll have plenty to do. And I hope to get some good content for future episodes of Truck Tech just from talking to folks out there. So, uh, so it should be a worthwhile trip. And Alan, without, you know, saying that you're picking favorites, but is there anything that you're looking most forward to in this upcoming trip to Vegas in terms of the lineup or maybe technologies coming out? Well, I think, Anthony, it's so important. You know, we, we write about this maybe not at a granular level, but we do write about it in, in some depth. And I think it's just so important. I was telling Grace Sharkey this last night on, on her show, uh, that it's so important to see people in person, to do as many interviews as you can in person. I mean, Truck Tech uh, last year, I don't know what the breakdown was, but our first year we did more than a handful of remote uh, of, uh, interviews. And I think those are so much better than this particular backdrop. Although, you know, I love this backdrop, as, as you know. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like we do better when we get out in, in the public with the people who are making these things happen. Among the people we hope to talk to next week, Sterling Anderson from uh, from Aurora, uh, uh, Don Burnett, who uh, you know we, we know quite well from Kodiak, um, hoping to catch up with Mary Chan, the chief operating officer at, at Nikola, and then uh, John Rich, who's the chief technology officer at, uh, at PACAR. So, you know, it could be very, very um, um, you know, well-spent time, I think, um, all of those people are, are worth hearing what they've got to say and where they think, see things going in 2024. I uh, don't get the chance to ask this question very often, but obviously, as you mentioned, you got, a, you got a great chance to get a lot of great content out there. But what are the questions that you are looking for the answers to? Not necessarily that you would want to tip your hand, no pun intended, uh, but in terms of what is it that you're interested in in hearing from some of these people should you get a chance to, to get a hold of them and have them sit down for an interview? Well, you know, Bill, we're getting to the point now where, uh, you know, I don't know whether the word scaling or commercialization is, is the best word to use, but we're, we're getting to the point now where it's time to find out if a lot of these technologies really are ready for prime time. And I know that's a cliche, but, but the fact is that, you know, Aurora and Kodiak both indicate that they will have driverless trucks on the roads late this year um, in a commercial way, that is, you know, with real customers. So I think just to stay up with that and find out, I know there's going to be some 
some some technical advances that, that we'll want to write about uh, from that. I'm not sure that I've got my question list worked out. I think I just want to see the state of the hardware and, you know, to understand as best I can the state of the software um, that's involved with that. Um, with PACAR, you've got a couple things going on. Um, you know, in Europe at their DAF trucks uh, unit, they will uh, bring out their next generation electric uh, uh, truck this year uh, won't make it to the u.s until 2025 but it's going to basically double the driving range um on on a battery electric truck and once we get into those kinds of things then you're going to start to see i think uh, substitution for diesel becoming meaningful because you will take some of the constraints off of the uh, use cases, you know, for for these trucks. And I think that's something that we're really going to be looking for this year. In fact, we've got, you know, kind of a roundup and look ahead on electrification up on the on the website this morning uh, at FreightWaves.com. Um, you know, it's long, I warn everybody, but there was a lot that happened last year and some things we're anticipating for next year. Alan, one of my favorite parts about CES is sometimes around cell phone coverage and really seeing all the crazy features that might be possible in the not too distant future, but then comes around next year and it's nothing like what was advertised. When we're looking at the truck space, are there any areas, sounds like Parkar might be one of them, where you get what was kind of advertised earlier on in the show at that year? Well, I think in Packard's case, you know, they've never made a very big deal, Anthony, out of their Super Truck 2 entry, for example. And you can draw a lot of inference from the Super Truck program because they do test technologies in those in those concept vehicles that do find their way into production. So it'll be interesting to see uh, their truck up close. We haven't really seen that. We've covered, uh, I think, a manifest last year. We covered the, the, the Freightliner uh Super Truck 2. We've written a little bit about the Navistar version. And uh, I believe we also, of course, spent quite a bit of time looking at the Volvo truck. Um, so seeing what Packard's done, they actually had that truck, I want to say, on display at, at, at the ATA meeting, like in 2022, and really didn't say anything about it. Um, I think we'll have maybe a better opportunity to get a look at what's what their thinking is and, you know, kind of advances that they're looking at, you know, and what can make it into production. Um, you know, with, with their super truck. So uh, I think, you know, a program like that, which is, you know, partly paid for by the Department of Energy is something that does become kind of a canvas to paint on, if you will. Um, and, you know, you can do some things that, you know, you can't put it right into production because it costs too much, but you can certainly experiment and, and see what makes sense and what you might be able to, you know, carry over into production. And hopefully, hopefully I'm getting this right here, but I mentioned, um, or I read your article on electrification, and, and one of the things that I think you brought up in there, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that some of the legacy operators or uh, OEMs are deploying technology in Europe first and then bringing it over here to America. I'm just kind of wondering what is the, the, the reason for doing so, given the American Southwest being a prime proving ground, essentially, for that kind of technology, why test in Europe and then bring it over here? Well, I think in, in the case of, of what I wrote, we were talking principally, uh, Bill, about electric trucks. Um, you right. know, you've got a little more advanced uh, development of those, both on the battery electric and on the hydrogen fuel cell side in Europe. So it, it makes some sense to sort of start there. You know, your road situation is different. When you look at the American Southwest, you're talking about testing for autonomous vehicles. And, uh, and of course, most of that is happening here. Now, the exception, the big exception is the joint venture called Cellcentric between Daimler and Volvo in Europe. And they are, in fact, uh, you know, Daimler now has uh, customer test units of their 
um, Gen H2 truck, you know, out in, in, on the roads, um, handful, not, a, not a lot. And we're still looking at the latter part of the decade before you see that. And then ultimately, I think that technology does come here. But primarily, the reference in the story today is to electric trucks getting a start over there. Um, again, uh, emission standards being what they are. And, and maybe Europe takes that a wee bit more seriously than, than we do here in the U.S. And Alan, CES aside, what are going to be some of the expectations that you have for the truck tech space in 24? And are any areas that you might want to temper saying, hey, we're not going to get that far just yet? Just set expectations correctly? Well, you know what, Anthony? We've seen um, slippage, if you will, in the autonomous space already. And, uh, you know, it feels like maybe that's not as likely this year so, to, to the point where, you know, those that are ready are, are truly ready. We have some latecomers to the party. We still don't know what Stack AV is up to precisely at this point. You know, they put out some of their safety plans and things like that. And someone told me recently, I thought it was interesting that they expected those guys to sort of go off that middle mile where Gaddock has, you know, sort of just, you know, stranglehold, honestly, on, on you know, kind of the local distribution with autonomous trucks, medium duty trucks. And they thought maybe Stack AV would go there, but their indication is that they want to be in the class eight space. So we'll see what's happening there. It's a real interesting interview. We had had uh, Raquel Erlison from Wabi on the show well, within the last six or eight weeks last year. And uh, we talked to her about why the AI piece of autonomy makes so much sense. And I saw an interview might pick up a little bit for Friday's newsletter uh, of this with her, where she just said that, that you know, starting over really on, on autonomy with AI versus sort of the original attempts um, is sort of the only way she sees it working. And I thought that was interesting. We didn't really get into that when I talked to her, but, um, but this interview did. So I think you've got to watch and see just, you know, what really makes sense um, in this year from an autonomous standpoint. Electrification slowed down. You know, we had the advanced clean fleet rule uh, delayed, but please don't, don't take that to mean that it's over. It's not. Um, that will be coming. It may just not come, you know, as quickly as uh, the California resources were hoped. But uh, but I think that uh, that's still coming, and I think you will see a bit more of a move towards, uh, you know, especially battery electric trucks. Um, we're going to talk later today with one of the first recipients of the Nikola fuel cell truck, uh, actual real customer, not just somebody testing them. So we'll we'll find out how that's uh, working out too. But I I, I think that you know. It's going to be, I hate to say it this way, more of the same, but it will be interesting to see if there are elements that sort of get move farther along than, than we might think right now. It's going to be very interesting. Alan, thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, the show later today, but also the newsletter on Friday, correct? Yeah, this afternoon, uh, we're going to do a rerun, actually, um, and that's going to be uh, the show that, that we did with Nikki Okuk from CalSART. They administer the um, uh, hybrid vehicle uh, incentive program for, for California. It was a reasonably well-watched show, but it's something that is really relevant, I think, for small fleet operators. So we'll have that as a rerun today, and hopefully we'll be back with fresh content next week. Awesome. Alan, thanks for joining us. Safe travels. And I guess I don't have to ask who you're rooting for in the national championship. <laughs> well, good luck over there and all the best. <laughs> you do not need to do that. Take care, right. guys. Thanks so much, Alan. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with more content after this.